0: Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every single day from Southern sunny Southern California. Welcome in. We got a lot to get to. Uh, Rich Ornberger is going to join us in 25 minutes. We'll ask him about all these quarterbacks moving in. What now for Baker Mayfield? Uh, plus, uh, we'll take you to Cleveland. Wait to hear what fans in Cleveland are saying about their new quarterback. Coach L. Jim Larinega is going to join us, head coach of the University of Miami. Remember way back when um, he was head coach of George Mason, when they had a miracle run to the Final Four? Yeah, he'll join us upcoming as well. Plus, we got um, some more details on the short-lived Urban Meyer uh, coaching tenure in Jacksonville and what not to do as a first-time Head coach in the National Football League. Let's start with this. Uh, LeBron and the Lakers got a win in Cleveland. And it's really interesting, right? Cleveland's been a surprise and surprisingly good team this year. The Lakers have been the opposite, right? Surprise and surprisingly bad team this year. LeBron was great last night. The Lakers were good. Russell Westbrook even shot a good percentage. And shocker now, they won on the road against Cleveland. And if you guys remember... Uh, A couple weeks ago, LeBron was, this is almost a month ago, he was at the NBA All-Star Game, which was in Cleveland, and he kind of left the door open to returning to Cleveland. He talked nothing about his current team. This is coming off the trade deadline where he was reportedly, and Rich Paul was upset that they didn't make a move. And ever since, he's been surly, and the Lakers have been bad. The Lakers win last night. All of a sudden, now LeBron's having the time of his life. This is LeBron James last night after
1: the game. I'm literally having a time of my life right now. The game is such a beautiful thing. And because I can care less about what the narrative about our team is. I, I've been at my point in my career, I don't get involved in that stuff. None of that stuff matters to me. I'm I'm having a blast playing a game of basketball.
0: What is he talking about? No, I'm I'm serious. Like what is he, what what narrative about his team that 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 he doesn't care about? Let's let's start with a couple things. Can you make, can you play that for me real quick? Did he say I could care less or I couldn't care less? It it, it is actually important to me. I'm 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 a nerd that way. Go ahead, Rob. I'm
1: having a time of my life right now. The game is such a beautiful thing, and because I can care less about what the narrative about our team is. I, I what do you think.
0: think? Did he say, I could care less or I couldn't care less? Give me a ruling, Jay Stu. it sounded like a could. Yeah, it's I couldn't care less. Uh, don't don't worry. It's a common mistake we all make, right? Which is the Remember, if you could care less, that means you care, you could care less. So if we want to, re- it's it's a lot like um, row to hoe. People say it's a tough road to hoe. You can't hoe a road. Nobody has ever hoed, hoed a road. He-Man couldn't hoe a road. You have to hoe a row. That's a farming reference. And it's, I couldn't care less. Anyway, he says, I couldn't care less. I'm having the time of my life. Well, it didn't look like you're having the time of your life last week when you're yelling at teammates and pitching a fit because they were playing terribly. Additionally, what's the narrative that you're pushing back against about your team? You were the one who, when we all said like, hey, I kind of think they're too old and they're too much offense and not enough defense and more driving than shooting. And you should have, like, being too old means you can't guard and you're going to have injuries. I don't know, silly me, I've kind of been paying attention to this thing, and turns out they've had a lot of injuries, and they're struggling to guard people. So what part of the <clears throat> narrative is so off regarding his team? And what potentially even makes you think, possibly, that he's uh, he's not paying attention to it? And he doesn't care about it. Of course he cares about it. Because the only thing that we're supposed to think matters for LeBron is winning and losing. And they've been losing a lot more than they've been winning. Haven't they? I I just, I, I call BS. That's that's really simply what it is. You know, if you look at defensive ratings in the NBA, okay, the LA Lakers, who are the number with the best defensive team in the the league, when they won the title a couple years ago, best defensive team, now they're 18th. You know? They're 18th and they're tied with the Orlando Magic. Like We're not talking about being tied with good teams. They're tied with the Orlando Magic. The Spurs are there. The Bulls are there. But the Bulls have had massive injuries. So two of the Lakers. And I think their defensive ratings would be better. Like what is, what is the narrative that he's pushing it back against that he's avoiding, that he's not paying any attention to? Help me out with this. What it means is LeBron understands. I actually think he understands the narrative and what people are saying a whole hell of a lot better than anybody could ever factor in. And he knows. He knows that how he's reacted since the trade deadline, how he acted and the things he said upon going to Cleveland. How he's played, how the team has played. All of these things have have, the, have left a bad taste in people's mouths. It's just like the Carl Malone thing or like the multiple parade thing. We should all have a parade together with the Rams. Like, yeah, nobody wanted that. He passed Carl Malone for second all-time in scoring and and thought the sports world should stop. Didn't happen. And so LeBron acting like, dude, all these people, all these people saying things, I don't care about it. You know, I, the game is a beautiful thing. Like, Okay. I I did not hear any of this when you're being beaten by 30 in some of your previous games. If this is a new LeBron, if he wants to, hey, I want to be, I got to be positive through these tough times until we get Anthony Davis back as we figure it out. If there's a new LeBron there, that's fine. But but don't insult our intelligence and go like, hey, game's a beautiful thing. None of this is affecting me. Like, dude, up until up until that game, you know. You lost to the Wizards a couple nights before. You lost to the Timberwolves by 20. You weren't very happy when they were all talking trash to you. Lost to the Raptors. Lost to the Suns by a million. Lost to the Rockets. Was basketball a beautiful thing when you lost to the Rockets? No. No. So LeBron kind of insulting our intelligence or the intelligence that people are paying attention. We know that whatever narrative he thinks is inaccurate about his team is 100% accurate. None of the blame has fallen on LeBron James, which is amazing how Teflon he's been. And things that he says in the positive don't matter because it doesn't feel like they're normally released in reality. He was great last night. They were really good last night. That is to be and should be celebrated. And the only thing he should be saying is, hey, those are the type of performances we need as we get ready for the playoffs. When we get AD back. But this whole, I've been having a blast, I didn't pay attention to what everybody else says. Oh, I had to check my shoes to make sure I hadn't stepped in something It smelled so bad.
2: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, what a what a what a day we're having! Amazing stuff. The conversations you have off off air with people are amazing. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You got to be twenty one. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. David Newton covers the Carolina Panthers for ESPN dot com. Uh, he insisted that the Carolina Panthers are not interested in Cleveland Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield. So as we try and search for a place for Baker Mayfield, it feels like it's Seattle or, what, Backup City, right? I mean, that's that's what it feels like. Now, Tampa still needs a, Tampa would need a backup. They'd all kind of need a backup. I think that Cliff becomes viable, uh, even though it didn't end well with Baker at Texas Tech, right? Like he left Texas Tech because they had Pat Mahomes coming in. and Everybody knew Pat Mahomes going to play. But it's just—it's really hard, you know. These these jobs. There's no middle class, and I do think, Jason. When did you start with this show? Um, I want to say the first of August. Okay, so I think Bayer can attest to this. I know Ramos can. I think you can as well. But what I had said all year and all off season last year was leading up this offseason would be interesting for Baker I didn't know he would have this sort of disappointing year I thought he would be better and I thought it was going to be a really interesting test to see if there would be a middle class for quarterbacks because he's not of that elite caliber is there anybody that would say hey I'll give you you know 20 something over three or four years and and you know as much as we like to think well, that that can't happen. You know, that's way below market. The truth is, it's right at the market for a mid-level. There should be a middle class here. There should be guys making between 15 and 25, and that's the middle class starter, and the backups make, you know, anywhere from three to seven or eight. Like, that's how it should go. He never got to that point, and now you go from, he's got the fifth-year option that the Browns are on the hook for all of it as of now, to... What does it look like for him where he goes? It does feel like it's now Seattle or bust. And if the Seattle thing doesn't work or Seattle's smart, they can get the Browns to to cover a good portion of it. But this does not feel like a scenario. And I, I think that's one of the things, one of the reasons that Baker had to be more than a little upset at the pace of his exodus. You know, it's because unless there is a team that absolutely wants you, unless you have guys around the league that you worked with, unless you've created a, a relationship with people, you you go from starter, you go to backup. You know, the Jared Goff thing is the exception, not the norm. Most guys who lose that starting job and they get traded, they go to being a backup. Or they, they get thrown in where they don't have a long-term. You know, the difference for Jared Goff was the GM in Detroit was the head of college scouting with the Rams when they drafted him. So there was already a relationship. That guy believed in him, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yes, Jason Stewart. Have you seen any reporting, uh, maybe Dan has, that the Texans uh, tried to get Baker in the deal for Deshaun or that that the Browns tried to just throw Baker in the deal? I think or, ba- I think the Browns tried to throw him in the deal. They did. Okay, because th- this isn't about the Browns overestimating Mayfield's value on the market. like they, they tried to include him in that deal. Take the f- three first-rounders and our quarterback, and the Texans declined.
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. The, the big thing is they, the Texans don't want... They don't, nobody wants that money on their books. You know? The, the Texans aren't in win-now mode. If they are, they're like, all right, whatever, we're going we're gonna to do it. Nobody wants that money on their books. It's, it's the same reason that... You know, I don't like Drew Locke. I don't think he's a long term answer, but I do understand that if Seattle's gonna rebuild, they gotta they, they need a quarterback making like a million dollars a year.
2: So Boy is that guy getting the red carpet treatment, isn't he, Dan? Uh there's been a lot of uh, news out of Seattle about Drew Locke and everyone's real interested in his comments about not taking number three and, and all this stuff. Is uh that they're, they're rolling out the red carpet up there. It seems
1: like he's the guy. Well, they've got no other option right now. <laughs> They've got, uh, you know, even there's even questions now with their salary uh, cap situation on if they could even do a Baker Mayfield trade. And then they still have holes to fill on their offensive line. And, yeah, it's an interesting time in the uh, Pacific Northwest.
0: It's really, really, really interesting time. Let's get you to Dan Byer before Rich Ornberger joins us. Rich, what do you got?
1: Uh, Rich isn't here yet. It's going to be Dan doing the update today, no, Doug. I, we're going to, I, I said, we're going to switch didn't. it up. We're going to switch no, it up. No, didn't
0: I say? Oh, I, I misspoke. I, I said we're going to get to <laughs> get to Rich Hornberger. Yeah. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's Dan Beyer. Well, let's check in with Rich Hornberger, former offensive lineman, of course, co-host of Fox Sports Sunday with Steve Hartman, 1 to 5 Eastern Time each Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Rich, uh, obviously there's a ton of uh, quarterback moves to talk about, and... Devontae Adams headed to the Raiders. Let, let's start with Deshaun Watson. I said yesterday that even though people I know, personnel people I know in the NFL say that, and none of the off field stuff, they, they had no idea. Like, this guy had completely, completely clean background check before the NFL draft. So everybody's surprised by it. With the civil cases still pending, with two, ACLs, two ACL surgeries, the fact he hadn't played in over a year, and we don't know if he'll be suspended. The assumption is for some period of time, isn't it? And and a completely guaranteed contract. Isn't this like the riskiest deal of all time?
2: Yes and no. Uh, thanks for having me on, Doug. I mean, from the standpoint of of Deshaun Watson, I mean, you know, look, I, I this is this is an awful situation to be in. Um no matter how you slice it, whether, whether or not. And again, like we're going to see how all these civil cases bear out. Uh, He is completely 100% guilty of every single allegation made against him or just some of them. Or, you know, I mean, I guess you have to presume the possibility that he's innocent of all of it. I mean, which is hard to sort of squint and see that reality playing out. But, okay, say he settles and, and this all goes away, if he can even convince every single uh, um, person who is making allegations against him to settle, the NFL still can throw the hammer down on him because he feels the, the Roger Goodell and the, and the rest of the ownership, the, the competition committee or whoever, the discipline committee gets together and figures – look, this is just such bad public relations unless we throw the book at this situation um, that we have to, even in that case, right? So say say it's an unprecedentedly long suspension for this sort of off-the-field behavior or civil allegations made against a player. Say it's 12 games. Say it's a full season. Who knows? If Deshaun Watson on the other side of this ends up carrying Cleveland to the playoffs, every year for the rest of this deal and makes them uh, a contender every year for the rest of this deal. From a football standpoint, Cleveland still wins because we know the short memory with the general public when it comes to stuff like this. You know, I mean, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, it, it's so rare. Joe Mixon. It's so rare that they're checkered past with incidents involving women come up Big Ben I mean all these guys their names come up when the next domestic violence or the next you know aggressive sexual assault case comes up because they're linked to that forever but people still draft them on their fantasy teams you know they're they're you know the the Chiefs and the the Bengals and the the Pittsburgh Steelers they weren't afraid of mo- throwing good money after good because the, frankly the further they get from these incidents These players, as long as they're talented, the less people seem to remember. So I know it looks really bad from them right now from a business standpoint, but the, the news cycle turns and the NFL is a big machine and it keeps spinning, man. And I think, you know, by the end of 2024, by the end of 2025, especially if Cleveland's been to the postseason a couple of times on this contract, People will look back on this trade and be like, wow, you know, they they really did the smart thing moving on from Baker and bringing in Deshaun Watson, strictly speaking from a football standpoint. But there's some big ifs still hanging out there, and there's a lot of complexity to what's happening to Deshaun off the field.
0: Um, Do you think Baker finds a home as a starter?
2: I'm having a hard time picturing where he ends up. I really am. I, I'm having a hard time thinking of Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback with any of these franchises. Although, I will say, you know, if you can get some draft capital back, and I don't know what that would be, Matt Ryan goes for a fourth-rounder. So, I'm assuming somewhere around there, maybe a fourth, maybe a fourth, uh, you know, and a sixth, maybe. You know, he goes to a Seattle. I mean, look, the, the good, the, there's good and bad with bringing in Baker Mayfield. Is he a little bit sensitive when it comes to his handling of the media? Yeah. Is he a little bit fragile? Yeah. You know, maybe both mentally and physically, as we've seen. But you only have to do it for a year. And Seattle sort of feels like one of those spots where you could put up with the Baker Mayfield show for a year. You could see if it works. You could see if you like it. You don't necessarily have to pull the trigger until you're getting close to the end of a regular season if you're having a really successful campaign or even into the offseason. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's hard to pick a landing spot now, and I do think maybe the NFL draft has to come and pass before he does end up finding a landing spot. But somebody's going to take a chance. I mean, it's going to be a low-round draft pick, so somebody's going to take a chance.
0: Stuck. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Rich Hornberger's our our guest. Okay, uh, Devonte Adams, how did how does that happen? I mean, I I get it's a lot of money for for Green Bay, and maybe he wanted to play with Derek Carr or play in Vegas, but I mean, you got the best team in the NFC, and you got your quarterback back. How does
2: that happen? Boy, I, that's your guess is as good as mine. I I mean, he made it pretty clear on the other side of this transaction that he always wanted to be a Raider. And we knew that because of his off season, like, you know, several social media posts over the years of him and Derek Carr training together, that he's kept up that relationship. There's been, uh, you know, they've been tied to each other, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, mutual admiration since their days as Bulldogs together at Fresno State. So we knew it was always a possibility. You know, the assumption would be it would most likely have to take free agency but, you know, this was uh this was one of those situations where he 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 saw an opportunity to, to use his leverage to get what he wanted. And I think he sees the writing on the wall in Green Bay. I mean if you're gonna get the same money to play with a franchise that's not rebuilding, that's a, a playoff team that has an a elite-level quarterback when healthy in Derek Carr and when surrounded by some talented offensive weapons like he's been um, and a more stable culture. You know, Josh McDaniels isn't going anywhere for at least two or three years, and neither is the quarterback. And that basically carries the rest of this deal. Do you think Devontae Adams really wants to sit around and wonder if he's going to have a starting quarterback in Green Bay for the next bunch of years i mean it could be just one more year and then aaron Rodgers could ride off into the sunset we don't know you know we got to wait until the end of a 12-day cleanse every offseason to figure out what rogers decision is going to be and then throw into the mix what this says about green bay's backup quarterback situation to me this is more of more of a, a condemnation on jordan love than anything else Because if Devontae Adams thought that Jordan Love was going to be a great future quarterback, a huge superstar in this league, I think maybe Green Bay has an easier time retaining him. So they better hope that Aaron Rodgers stay at the party much longer than just a year or two because Devontae Adams jumped ship on what the prospects could be without Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion.
0: So what do they do? What do they do at wide receiver?
2: Well, you know what? I think they could look up... Seattle for DK Metcalf, if that's possible, with cap space, I think they could look up maybe a Brandon Cooks, who I think has one year left on his deal with the Texans, and the Texans clearly are nowhere near a winning franchise right now. Um, They could look into the draft. The Vikings were able to find a replacement for Diggs after they traded him to Buffalo. They went back into the draft and found Justin uh, Jefferson. And the talent at wide receiver is getting better and better, it seems, every year coming out of the draft. I don't know if this is as strong of a wide receiver class that it was a couple of years back. It doesn't appear to be. Yeah. So, I I mean, you don't have a ton of great options, but there are options out there. And and Green Bay, if they get creative and they bring in like a cook, I, I think that could work. He's 28 years old, but he's coming off of, back-to-back thousand yard reception season or that yes thousand yard receiving yard rece- uh, seasons with the Texans and he was being thrown to by Davis Mills last year I mean that's the type of talent that Aaron Rodgers to really make sing in Green Bay so yeah there's potential trades hovering out there and maybe something comes out of left field like we've seen so far this offseason in the NFL how much does Matt Ryan have left I think Matt Ryan has a lot more than people think. I think he was horribly protected in Atlanta this past season. I think he is a very similar comp to Phillip Rivers, you know, when he entered the fray with the Colts, although he's younger, you know, and I think he's further away from retiring than Phillip Rivers was when he jumped in with Indy. So I think this could really work. I mean, he's going to have, you know, a bunch of beasts in front of him in terms of that offensive line. They do a really nice job keeping their quarterbacks upright they got a strong running game with Johnson Taylor. That defense is a championship-level defense. It was a shame that they didn't get an opportunity to roll their dice in the postseason. I think Ryan's got a lot of football left, a lot of good football left, and I think the Colts are a perfect landing spot.
0: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I haven't talked to you since Russell Wilson ends up in Denver. What do we think of Denver now? We have a first-year head coach, but a guy who is a – Well-regarded offensive mind. You got a quarterback who's been to two Super Bowls and won one. And you got a defense who uh, I think people think uh, has a chance to be an elite-level defense. Although, like, look, you lose your defensive coordinator, a guy who everybody respects, and the personnel's not going to be the same. But what do you think of Denver now?
2: I think Denver's a real threat to win a Super Bowl. I I mean, look, I think Russell Wilson, I I think uh, among all of the AFC West quarterbacks, obviously – he has the shortest shelf life. He's taken a lot of damage playing in Seattle and playing the game the way he does. And he's coming off of an injury season where, you know, it definitely suppressed his statistics and his ability to carry an offense the way he has been asked to carry Seattle's offense the past couple of years. Um, and then, like you said, his supporting cast in Denver is pretty good. They've been waiting for a long time to get it right at quarterback, basically, since Peyton left. And this is a great example of getting it really right really fast. Now, the chore is going to be up front on the offensive line to protect them, but they got some real playmakers around that offense. And, you know, they they stole Randy Gregory from the Cowboys. You know, that's a huge addition, and that's a hungry football player right now. It finally seems like he's gotten his life right off the field in terms of failed drug tests and suspensions and, and stuff of that nature and also the, the rules and the testing has been relaxed significantly in the NFL. I think I think Denver, with the addition, with the few additions that they made this offseason, have changed their fortunes greatly. But that AFC West, Doug, I mean, that is a monster. Everywhere you look, there are problems.
0: Everywhere, it is absolutely a monster. Uh, okay, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? How does that thing play out?
2: Man, Jimmy G, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like San Francisco should just just settle down and say, "Hey, you know what." We're just going to keep him. We're going to keep Trey on the shelf for one more year. And we're going to keep a great leader in the locker room. We're going we're to keep a winner when healthy on the field as long as we can keep him on the field. And if he does get injuries, because, you know, you want to talk about fragility, Jimmy Garoppolo has had a lot of injuries, especially since he's been a 49ers starting quarterback. When that day comes where he can't do it anymore, then Trey Lance gets his shot. I mean, what's the harm? in keeping a talent who had a lot to learn, who was going to be a project out of North Dakota State and Trey Lance on the shelf for a few more games or even a season longer. You know, so if they're not getting the sort of trade packages uh, that they desire on the open market for Jimmy Garoppolo, then hang on to him. I sort of feel like San Francisco is in a win-win situation. The locker room loves Jimmy Jimmy has been a pro the way he's handled this whole situation. I think Jimmy would be just fine coming back and rolling the dice again with the 49ers and continuing to groom Trey Lance. So I preach patience with the 49er fan base.
0: Rich, you're the best, man. Really appreciate you joining us. Love the Sunday show. I was listening last Sunday with you and Hartman going at it anyway. Thanks for, thanks for being our guest.
2: Yeah, you always got it. Doug, thank you for having me on.
0: Rich Ornberger, Steve Hartman. Every Sunday 1 to 5 Eastern Time on Fox Sports Radio, check out the latest lines in the world of sports, Better Sportsbook. Better versus the trusted name, the most trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'll tell you my favorite all-time memory of Matt Ryan. Next, be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to play a game and get you updated on stories and sports and things you find interesting. We let Dan Beyer have the floor. Game time! This is Game Time.
1: It's Game Time.
0: On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game Time and Dan Beyer, brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their businesses and for us weekend Joe's Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Dan, what do you got?
1: Doug, the game today is? Rank em. All right, a variety of things to rank. It will start the NCAA tournament. Doug, rank the three best teams left in the big dance.
0: Uh, Okay. I will go with Gonzaga, Arizona. Oof. Oof. Tough. Uh, and Duke.
1: Duke. Oh, even over Duke. Kansas.
0: Yes. Definitely over Kansas.
1: Not a believer in Kansas. Nope. A lot a lot of people on Texas tech to beat Duke on uh, Thursday. And uh, they a, could. Yeah.
0: Uh, they could. They got grown ass men. They got four fifth year dudes in the starting lineup. That's a that's a good older team. A very good team. I just don't know if they can score enough. Sure. But it's like like look, I I, I mean I think Kansas is good. I don't think this is an elite-level Kansas team, it, it, but all Kansas has to do, I mean, all they had to beat Providence, and then they get a either Iowa State, who they've beaten twice, or Miami, you know, like an 11 or, or a 10 to get to the Final Four. That's a pretty good little.
1: Yeah. Pretty not, good little. Not too shabby. Game. No. Not, too, not, not a shabby road, if you would say. No. This is an Oda. Abbey Road, Shabby Road, I, John I got, Ramos. Got, yeah. uh, rank the three best stories remaining in the NCAA tournament. Not teams, but the three best stories.
0: The three best stories. Uh, um, I'll put St. Peter's at three. And people might say, like, are you kidding me? Like, we kind of have a St. Peter's almost every year, right? Um, it's a great story the likelihood of lasting I think number two is Texas Tech only that you know Chris beard left for his alma mater and there was just such negativity and mark Adams had a chance to go and had no promises of getting the job but he stayed behind because that's what he 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 had helped build that program that's what he wanted mm-hmm. and it's he had been at Broward where he had won a national championship he had he just didn't want to do the Texas thing. He wanted to take a chance of getting the job. Got the job and it's been unbelievable. And then I, I still think that Duke is, I mean, it's Mike Krzyzewski's last year. Yep. He's been the greatest modern-day coach in bas- college basketball history. That's that's number one.
1: I've got some thoughts on Duke and life after Coach K later on in the show. Yeah, let's do that later. That'd be f- yeah, All I would. Right. I would. Uh, Doug, rank your three NBA MVP candidates right now. Oh, gosh. okay LeBron Um, you know is LeBron in the top three after that you know uplifting performance in Cleveland last night
0: no no because look he was unbelievable did you happen to see at all how Kevin Durant played in their win right it's like I mean Giannis and yeah Luca they got a win he wasn't he wasn't as good as usually is but they got a win they've he's played better and they've won more um I would say, to uh, in terms of who the MVP candidates are, I still like Jokic. I'll do Jokic at three. Jason Tatum has been on an absolute tear, and they're winning at two. And I'll put Joel Embiid at one.
1: All right. Here's my favorite question. There's a reason for this. Mm. Rank your top three Matt Ryan memories. Hmm... Uh, not all of these questions are designed for three answers. Mm. Some of them are proposed for reasons like this because okay, my top I was three Matt Ryan memories. Yeah, I listen. Fourteen years in Atlanta, he helped put up some of those twenty-eight points in that loss to the Patriots. Sure, but when like when you're look like looking back on you know careers and you know there's the MVP it's amazing on how many like things you don't remember about certain quarterbacks so okay Matt Ryan is there one memory of Matt Ryan in Atlanta no the MVP season maybe
0: but i don't have an like yeah. i don't have a memory they're just kind of a team that exists in an alternate <laughs> universe <laughs>
1: um uh, mission actually accomplished doug rank the three best cities for ncaa tournament action
0: uh, for this weekend or no normally? just
1: uh just d- normally you know we usually rave about indianapolis um but uh if you're gonna yeah, go yeah indy's games.
0: indy's amazing i mean i haven't been to vegas and yet next do you know you know the western regional is in vegas next year mm-hmm. that's gonna be awesome Uh, best cities, best cities. I mean, when New York, when New York had it, it it's unbelievable. When they don't have the games, it's not. I'll go, um, San Antonio three, New York
1: two and Indy one. All right. And finally, Doug, rank your three go-to meats when eating barbecue. Oh, that's, that's good.
0: Uh, barbecue or Grilling.
1: Barbecue. So we're talking okay. pulled pork. We're talking yeah, 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 hot yeah, links, sausages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: ribs, yeah. brisket, chicken.
0: Uh, I would do chicken, smoked chicken three, pulled pork two, and pork ribs one. Baby back. All right. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, ribs. I've been, on a
1: t- I've been on a two-meat fix lately where I do a little brisket, little pulled pork when you go to
2: little those brisket. places. Little yeah.
0: brisket, little pulled pork. Little brisket, little, little pulled hog, pork. Little hog, little cow. Yeah. So, let's right. get, that's, that's the game time.
1: That's game, huh? Game time.
0: This
2: is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
1: Give me your Duke thoughts. You said you had Duke yeah, Well, later uh, on yes, it, and it may be a longer discussion. But I think when Coach K leaves, I'm interested to find out what is the brand in college basketball. And I think that there's a very good argument that the brand could be Gonzaga. And if you look over the last 10 years, I think that there could be an argument that maybe they are the brand that that is the top of college hoops.
0: Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Let's let's have that
1: discussion upcoming
0: next. All right, I'll tell you why I don't think it can happen. Okay, what 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 two things that forever hold it back, through no fault of their own. Okay, that's upcoming next in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio.